Friends, what follows is not for the faint of heart. We bring you tales of the paranormal, human wickedness, the curious, and the bizarre. Please, if you continue, proceed with caution and an open mind. We are the Queen City Creeps. Hello and welcome to Queen City Creeps, your new favorite podcast for all things true crime, paranormal, and general weirdness. I am Sarah Abley and I am here with my delightful friends, Jennifer, Michael, and I'm Shelby. And we hope you enjoy the show. This is our very first episode. Um, I thought we could talk about really quick how we all became interested in the paranormal or true crime or just generally uh, how we think we're qualified to even talk about any of these topics, if we are at all. I never claim to be qualified. Yeah, we're not. We're not. Okay. Yeah, for sure not. <laughs> Maybe not qualified. That's an a ob- strong word. An obscene interest in Yes, interested. There things. we go. Yes. Yes. Um, you first. So, yeah, this is Sarah, and I have always been really interested in just general creepy things. Um, when I was a early adolescent, my mom actually took all of my Goosebumps books because she thought I was getting too morbid. Um, probably was a good life choice in retrospect. Are you in the picture, the Goosebumps? You remember the old meme? The Ermagard mean the Ermagard goosebumps. Yeah. That, <laughs> that's that that is not <laughs> that I know of, but maybe possibly. Yeah. So we did that. We watched a lot of unsolved mysteries growing up, and we had a police scanner at my grandma's house all the time. So that was super crazy. Did you ever play with the Ouija board? Um, I never played with a Ouija board. I did have a friend whose mom passed away when she was really young, and we would do light as a feather, stiff as a board. And she would swear up and down that every time we did that, she saw her mom. And this happened multiple Ooh. times. And she would start crying. It was like this huge thing. So that was always really interesting to me. Hmm. But I, I, always hate, I always hated that game, but I was a heavy kid. so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a good movie, though. It's a movie? The Craft. Oh, I thought you were saying, yes. The Craft is a good That's game. where you get it from, right? I probably that would be the right time frame. Although, yeah. as a morbid child, I wasn't allowed to watch that, right. so it's fine. Sarah also liked to uh, inflict pain on animals, and that's not <laughs> true. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Torture animals and cut off the heads of her Barbie dolls. You eviscerate one that. squirrel, and that's just who just you are one. now. We only did that one time, and it was a frog, and it was already dead. So okay, well there we go. We got to admit to it. I did rip off my Barbie uh, heads whenever my mom gave me Barbies way too young, like at three years old, I think. Jennifer, I let's be real. All of their heads. You didn't have toys growing up because you didn't have a childhood. I had so many Barbies. <laughs> Dude, but you like, don't. So many. I had like seventy Barbies with like one Ken. Doll. Jennifer grew up watching Days of Our Lives, <laughs> and I am a very adult. I was a very adult child, I guess. Yeah. Yes. Well, yeah. While you're talking about your uh, early onset middle age, you might as well introduce <laughs> yourself, right? Yeah. So I'm Jennifer. Um, I'm really into true crime just because I, I guess I like the psychology of it, like why someone would go and murder another person or do any bad thing to another person. I'm just curious why, what they were thinking at the time, all that kind of stuff. And as far as paranormal, I've always had, uh, I don't know, an interest in it. And 
I don't necessarily believe in it, but I do think some things are very weird and you can't really explain them, which weird I think is interesting. Yeah. And I do love like adrenaline rushes. So I love being scared. I love, um, you know, those scary movies and things like that. So that's pretty much that's my you. experiences. Yeah. What about you, Stockton? I like to be scared. I like the adrenaline rush you get. And I like to watch scary movies, but I usually have to watch them alone because my wife hates them because she'll yeah. stay up all night if we watch them. But yeah, I just like to be scared. I don't think ghosts are real or anything. I'm a skeptic, I guess. What What is the scariest movie that you've ever seen? Uh, the one that traumatized me the most was the first It, the original It. I didn't want to go to the bathroom for a year. <laughs> I didn't want to take a shower. I didn't Sorry. want to... Get on the toilet. <laughs> I thought this thing was gonna. I thought he was gonna come up through the toilet and kill me. So you That's were really a very unlike clean child. No, I w- I was, but I would just like two minutes get in, wash my hair, just run out, <laughs> like sprint out of the bathroom. That's just sad because like the toilet's your favorite place now. Yes, yeah, so I'm at home with the toilet. Yeah, I don't know how you. I like to go to the bathroom so a lot. It's his favorite activity. Really. That, was a, that was a good intro, actually. That, that was, was actually perfect. I really feel like it is negative. a it's yeah. a pa- one of my favorite pastimes. Guaranteed. What about you, Shelby? Oh, let me tell you about Shelby. Uh, well, I grew up uh, staying up until four in the morning reading the uh, History History Channel's Crime Library. So that was uh, kind of how this whole thing got started. Uh, horribly unsupervised as a child, obviously, so that helped a lot. I was an only child on 111 acres of, you know, animals to torture or whatever. You, you would have <laughs> loved it, Sarah. I would have uh, loved it. Yeah. But yeah, that's uh, growing up in a 140-year-old farmhouse kind of gave me a little bit of a taste of uh, all the bumps and creaks that an old house has, and you start to lose your mind a little bit, especially in altered states in your teens. So, <laughs> so that's a of, nice way to put it. Yeah, that's a very nice way. <laughs> I wasn't sure how PC this had to be. So, Meh. Uh, out of the four of us, who could have been considered a latchkey kid? Like, parents worked later than school, so you were home by yourself after school. Well, when I was in high school, my parents weren't home at night at all. My dad worked second shift, and my mom was HR, so she didn't get home till like, 8 o'clock, so I was always at home alone. Yeah. I was the oldest of four, so probably from, like, 8 on, like, eight years of age on, I was home with my siblings, so there was a lot of unsupervised TV time, general storytelling type, playing in the woods. Yeah, that was uh, that was me too. So apparently, this might have uh, there might be a type here. Jabo, um, my mom <clears throat> always worked really late as an accountant, so she would always get home late. But my dad had a weird schedule, so he would sometimes be home during the week and then other times not be. So a lot of times we would have me and my brother would have time just by the, ourselves or whatever mm-hmm. at home for a while. So yeah. And we all grew up in smaller towns, too, so that yeah. was totally a normal thing. Like, we didn't ever lock doors growing up. We grew up in a farmhouse. Like, it just wasn't anything we had to worry about, so. Yeah, well, that's us, cool. then. That is, that is us. us. Uh, I'll go ahead and jump right into our first story. Um, today, we're actually going to be talking about a really interesting true crime mm-hmm. that I heard about probably... I would say maybe five or six years ago. I watched a really interesting movie that's based on this, so we'll talk about that at the end. But um, I want you guys to imagine in your minds, and this is going to be an example you, Michael, and you, Jennifer, are really going to understand. But Shelby, I don't know if you've ever seen this show, but it'll help. So Betty Cooper from Riverdale. Yes. Picture her in your mind. Love that show. Right? 
So she's 16. She's blonde. She's beautiful. Super intelligent. Um, her name is Juliet Hume. Her dad is a nuclear physicist. So they have traveled all over the world for his job, right? Um, the problem is, is that she also considers herself very intelligent, very beautiful, very cultured. She's a little bit of a narcissist like most 15-year-old girls have a tendency to be. Right? Or 33-year-old men. <laughs> in yeah. some people's case, I wasn't going to point any fingers. But um, in 1954, her family moves to Christchurch, New Zealand. And there she starts to attend the Christchurch Girls High School. Um, everyone there is just, they're below her. They're not as smart as her. They're not as articulate. She calls them very mid-Victorian. Uh, she speaks with this really posh British accent. And just everyone thinks she's super snooty, right? But she becomes best friends with one person, and she considers her to be her intellectual, spiritual peer. They're just soulmates. This girl's name is Pauline Parker. Now, uh, Juliet and Pauline physically could not be any more different. Uh, Pauline is short. She's dark. Um, Stockton, for you, imagine, is it Veronica Aria from Pretty Little Liar- yeah. Liars? Or Veronica from Riverdale. <laughs> Okay, that's yeah. fine, but yeah, whatever. Yeah, for sure. In my head, I was seeing the other girl, but whatever. You can think Veronica from Riverdale if you want. Oh, and by the way, Stockton likes to watch, watch CW2 yeah. shows. Yeah. My really wife likes shows. to watch them, so I just watch them with her. And know all the storylines. I do. Pretty Little characters. Liars was pretty good. Good little murder mystery TV show till the end. And then he's, he's watched like Vampire Diaries. He's big on the Vampire Diaries. <laughs> all, all right, so guys, amazing. that's enough. <laughs> Anyway, so these girls could not be any more different. Um, Pauline's mother actually ran the local boarding house, and her father managed the local fish market. So they're very, like, blue-collar. They weren't very well-educated. So Juliet's family is kind of everything that Pauline aspired to be. So she spent a lot of time, started spending a lot of time at Juliet's house. Now, both of the girls were at the top of their class. They really enjoyed theater and music, and above everything else, they really wanted to grow up and be writers. Um, they both worked a lot on novels on their own, but once they became friends, like, that just really took off. Um, Pauline started spending every weekend at the Hume home and all of her holidays. Uh, over the course of their friendship, together they wrote six books, multiple plays, as well as a full-on opera with three different parts. They considered themselves to be pretty awesome. Apparently. Yes. That's crazy. I know. On top of all this, they actually created fictional versions of themselves and of their families and would act out these stories. Like, instead of living their actual lives, they started living their lives as these fictional characters. And it got to the point where Juliet's mother actually said that she couldn't remember a time that she had a conversation with Juliet as opposed to her fictional character, who she called Deborah. Because that's, that's a, a way better name than Juliet. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. It's either Juliet or Deborah in HR. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what my wife says about me because she just feels like she's talking to Batman all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Guaranteed. Right. right. Yeah. No, I, I, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> that's 100% accurate. I, I just love it, though. Like, her mom her mom comes in. She's like, sweetie, who am I talking to? Is this Juliet or Deborah? <laughs> and then she pulls the, the eyeglasses on the chain around her neck up and says... <laughs> Juliet's not here right now. (laughs) Only Zool. (laughs) All right. So during this period of their friendship, uh, the girls actually came up with the idea of the fourth world. Um, Pauline's family, I believe, was Catholic. 
Juliet's family was religious, but they'd traveled so much they didn't really belong to a certain church. So this was kind of their alternative to that. Because, you know, when you're a teenager, a lot of times you're, you're bucking the traditions of what your parents are expecting of you and everything like that. So the fourth world was like heaven, and they believed that they would go there when they died, right? They constructed a temple on Juliet's property to properly worship the fourth world. Let's keep that in mind. I built a treehouse when I was a kid. Is it kind of the same thing? It's really similar, but this is sexier. <laughs> it's sexier? I'll get to that. What yeah. do they have oh. in this temple? Anyway. It, it does sound sexier. It's sexy. It are they sacrificing sexy. animals? How, is, are sacrificing animals sexy to you? Uh, no. <laughs> just but asking. he thinks it's sexy to you because you're oh. the one that's torturing animals. Guys, I've never <laughs> tortured an animal. She Look, loves animals. I love animals. I love them so much. <laughs> anyway, you, you say when they're you, alive, <laughs> I really like them when they're alive. You say as you hear my dog banging around upstairs trying to get out of his cage. <laughs> so. I just want to snuggle him, but you said he's too loud, so whatever. He's anyway, as big as you are. I know, that's why I want to snuggle him. Anyway. Okay, so they believe that the reason that they had all this knowledge of the fourth world is because they were super special, and there was this magical part of their brain that only 10 other people in the world could ever have. Hmm. Yeah. Sure. So that's the thing. Um, that's what Juliet believed. Pauline believed that while she did have access to the fourth world, it was only her friendship with Juliet that made her able to, like, spiritually be enlightened to the fourth world. So there's, it seems even at that point that there's one of them that's a little more into the other than vice versa. So... Also living in the fourth world, aside from the ten people that have this magical part in their brain, um, were their saints, which are basically super idealized versions of their favorite movie stars. Um, hmm. This would be Mario Lanza, who was a pretty famous musician at the time, James Mason, uh, Mel Farrar, and Orson Welles. I don't think Orson Welles was ever dreamy. He, who would, I mean, he looks like a potato, right? Well, yeah, like, like a furry potato. Like a but... sexy furry potato with Why a Why nice is voice. everything sexy to you? I don't know. This is just a Did very you ever, sexy story. When, when is this going on? Uh, 53. Okay. 53 to 54. See, now I just really want there to be like a temple to Gary Busey in my backyard, though. I think that would be the best way to celebrate the fourth With world. his mugshot. His mugshot sure. picture. Yeah. Yes. Will you be Gary Busey for Halloween? Uh, I don't know if Shelby can pull I'm, it off. I'm not qualified for that. We'll no. figure this out. You have to, to dye your hair, and shave your crazy. beard. So if you were to have a fourth world right now, like who would be your four saints? Chris Pratt is one of them. Really? Yes. I literally He's wrote amazing. down. I literally wrote down, mine would be the Marvel Chris's subbing out Pratt for Pine. Oh, what? <laughs> Who would pick no, Pine, Chris Pine over, seriously? over Chris Pratt? Chris Pine is way better than Chris Pratt. Mine's going to be Batman. <laughs> like a, Harley which, Quinn? Which Batman? Like, like a certain ba Batman? Or? Like Batfleck, number one. Yeah, he puts Ben wow. Affleck as his first Batman. I like Ben Affleck. No, no one likes Sadfleck. No, no one. No and then probably Keaton and then Bale. No cloning nipples for you? No. Okay. Mm. That surprises mm -hmm. me. It's a bummer, actually. Yeah. I'm just saying. Why? <laughs> you guys are ridiculous. Okay, so Wonder Woman. Gal Gadot is nice. Yeah, yeah. she's delightful. Yeah, I keep her in a shed in my backyard. 
Anyway. <laughs> now we're just steering on kidnapping celebrities and yes. holding them hostage in Shelby's backyard. We don't mean it, Gal Gadot. We love you. I know how to get to the fourth world, Michael. <laughs> You're hindering me. <laughs> okay, so unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on who you are, their relationship was completely torn apart. Uh, Juliet came down with tuberculosis and was sent to a sanitarium for three months. And it was crazy. So she got tuberculosis and got sent to a crazy house. No, it's like a rest retreat. It's not like an insane asylum. Let's imagine the word sanitary and then put a building after it. That's, yeah. It's just a hospital. Yeah. Okay. With like clean it just sounds like a crazy place. For your it happy does. lungs. It sounds like the loony bin. It does. There's that place in Kentucky that was originally a sanitarium that once they stopped treating tuberculosis that way actually became an insane asylum. And they put people down the body chute. And it's super haunted. Another time. Yeah, another, different, time. Different yeah. another time. Another time. Another time. Okay. So they were apart for three months, and the entire time that they were together, they were writing constantly. I mean, multiple letters a day. And all of these were written as their characters. Various characters in different plays. <laughs> it got real confusing that real fast. crazy. So Juliet's corresponding with her. Pauline's corresponding with Juliet. Um, but unfortunately, uh, I guess not unfortunately, while Juliet was away, Pauline actually started spending time with several of the university students that her mother had staying at the boarding house. Most of these were men um, that were a considerable amount older than her. She was like 16 at the time, and a lot of these guys were like 20 years old. So it's not that big of an age range, but I wouldn't young. want my 16-year-old yeah. hanging out with a 20-year-old. I'm just saying. True. Liza can't hang out with a 6-year-old, and she's two, so. Too much of an age gap. Yeah, imagine the hijinks. That's ridiculous. (laughs) Um, One boy in particular named Nicholas caught her eye, and they would sneak out of the boarding house together and were caught on various occasions. Uh, It caused a real hindrance in her parents' relationship with her, and things just weren't ever the same after that point. So Mm. it got pretty serious. But once Juliet returned, uh, Nicholas was casted aside. She wrote him a very long letter telling him that she just didn't love him anymore and that she loved someone else. So that's sad. The girl very started, sad. That is very sad. His probably little heart was broken. At least she didn't ghost him. She probably, I mean, they lived in the same house, so I don't think she could have ghosted him. <laughs> that would have been real awkward. Yeah, just it pretend he wasn't there. Yeah, just pretend he just wasn't there yeah. anymore. And then I imagine a few years later where he's like, wow, dodge that bullet. Dodge that bullet hard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so... Let's see. The girls started spending all of their free time together at that point. They were constantly writing about the fourth world and making plans for their future. They had these six novels. They decided that they were going to travel to New York, get a publisher, get the novels published. Then they would travel to Hollywood and make sure that these uh, books got made into movies. Because that's how that works. It's a natural progression. Yeah, you just go to Hollywood and you're like, I'm a star now. I'm a star. I'm going to make this movie. That's how I my first million. Exactly. Yeah. I'm Chris That's Pratt. Why I'm Chris Pratt. He's actually in Shelby's backyard. Now I'm Chris <laughs> Pratt. <laughs> uh, they actually went as far as to talk to several travel agents and shipping companies to figure out logistically what would be the best way to get themselves and all of their stuff to New York and how they could set up a life there. So, there's that. Now, the girls' physical closeness had actually started to worry their parents. The girls had started to regularly bathe together. 
to sleep in the same bed. And as this was in the 1950s, like, their parents were con- considering that if the girls were homosexual, that they would have a mental illness, and that it was something yeah. that needed to be treated as quickly as possible. What was her tuberculosis call and will cause that, too. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> we'll come back to that, actually. Oh, okay. Yes. So, the Humes, Juliet's parents, were actually in the midst, midst of a divorce, and they decided that after sitting down with Pauline's parents and talking to a doctor, the best thing to do would be to physically split the girls up. So, of course the girls were hysterical. Juliet's parents were the ones to break the news to them. Um, and, of course, as a mother, you want to be as clear as possible. So, Juliet's mom told them, listen, this isn't my idea. This is all Pauline's mom's idea. Um, if it were up to me, Pauline, you could move with us to South Africa. I would, that would be totally fine, but your mom is totally against it. She wants you to stay home. Just signed her death wish. <laughs> Ruin, so, ruiner of stories. <laughs> Spoilers. They got real mad. Um, the. I mean, you can see what's coming. Exactly. Yeah. So right there, the plan was hatched. That's what the notes say. FYI. So they gave the girls two weeks that they could spend together. And then Juliet and her mother would be moving to South Africa. The day that they were told started several descriptive diary entries of how honora pauline's mom could be killed oh because after all people die every day so why couldn't her mother was and that, that was something she actually wrote like, in her diary <laughs> people die every day why can't we just kill mom exactly <laughs> was that her was honora is that right honora honora yeah. is that her real name or is that her name in the play that they mm, had in right. their head that's the, the mom's real name oh okay um they call called her nora a lot too but that's yeah i think i'd rather name. have nora as well yeah for sure whatever honora it's an amazing name i got honora did you get honora <laughs> you see this is why you probably want to go with nora <laughs> valley concern that is a real concern i hadn't thought gonora okay whoa 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 <laughs> got, got honoria yeah. got, got honoria <laughs> all right on june 24th 1954 the girls ask nora better Yep, love it. Yeah. Yes, awesome. Sound, sounds good in the headphones, too. Exactly. Honora. Yeah. Uh, they ask her to take them to tea and a walk in Victoria Park. It's a park close to both of their houses. It's kind of secluded, quiet, but there are walking trails all the way through it, so that wouldn't be a weird request. Also, I mean, since the previous summer, Pauline and her mother have had this really tumultuous relationship, and I'm sure that she's just thinking, I'm actually going to get my daughter back. Like, Juliet's going to leave, and everything's going to go back to normal, Right. So they had to sit down, have this delightful light lunch, and then go walking through the park. Um, and the girls are walking slightly ahead of her. They're maybe walking 10, 15 minutes. And Juliet drops a small pink charm off of her bracelet. Doo-doo. Nora Doo-doo. bends down to Doo-doo. pick up the charm. Doo-doo. And Pauline Doo-doo. takes Doo-doo. a brick inside of a stocking and hits her mother upside the head with it. Oh. Yep. Uh, she hits her a couple of times, like two or three times, and her mom staggers around but doesn't fall. Juliet takes the stocking from Pauline and bashes her into the head until she falls to the ground. They wait a couple of minutes. They've hit the mom so hard that the brick has come out of the stocking. 
They're both covered in blood. They run up through the path back to the tea house, and they're like, we were attacked in the woods. She fell. She hit her head. We need help. After they've waited a couple of How many times did she hit her head? (laughs) She hit her head 14 times on this rock. (laughs) In all, there were 45 total wounds done to Nora. It was all, like, in on the head? It was 24 to the face. To the face. Um, and the rest fractured her skull, throat-type areas. Mm. So she she did. She real did. Well, they again, didn't mess around. I, I don't know how you could they possibly think that you could say she fell and she hit her head 14 times. She fell. <laughs> I stabbed him with a knife. I stabbed him with a knife 10 times. That's from Chicago. Just so oh, never seen it. Cool. It's really good. It's about murder. Oh, cool! It is, but yeah. it's you know women killing men because they're dirt balls. So, <laughs> what, was, what, was that, what was that word you just said? Dirt what? ball. Dirt ball. I heard dirt balls, <laughs> and I was they're dirt balls. Men are dirt balls. They're dirt balls. Yeah. And dirt from Garfield. I'm gonna hit you. No, that's normal. Yeah, it's normal. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while since I've oh, watched God. the Garfields. You know, it's a it's a cartoon, like a children's cartoon. They made the live action, didn't they? A live action, <laughs> well, kind of. Yeah, like it was a it was a movie with a CGI cat. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, we'll, we'll go with live action. That works. <laughs> All right. So the police came, investigated. As you guys noted, she probably didn't fall down forty five fucking times. So they the kids are the kids look suspicious. They go back. Um. Pauline's diary is found. Uh, as it turns out, Juliet's mother found her diary after Nora was murdered and had the gardener burn it. Oh. So Juliet's diary was never found. There were all the letters and everything. But in Pauline's diary, it <laughs> planned out exactly what they were going to do. Um, and she actually said that in her diary the morning that Nora was murdered, that she didn't sleep well the night before because she was so excited it felt like Christmas. Oh, wow. So True psycho. They went to, uh, you know, court, and the jurors deliberated for two hours and 12 minutes. They were found guilty, <clears throat> and it was noted that the only reason they didn't hang is because of their young age. Hmm. So, they so go to jail. Do they get life? No, because they're minors. Oh. Exactly. But they're psychopaths they're as well. They're 16 years old. Okay. I feel like that's enough... You know, definitely because you you see them writing out their plans. Well, like, it's, it's premeditated like, like, too. It's super premeditated, right? And they're right. sixteen. You're real. I mean, you're pretty close to eighteen at that point. Well, it's a rare occasion where you get into a murder that's so premeditated that it's written down. Yeah, that's yeah not, exactly. I mean, that's well, in like various ways it could play out too. Like, it's not like we're gonna drop this charm and we're gonna hit mother upside the head. It was like we're gonna do this and then we're gonna kill her this way i mean like there were just all these options because these girls are so dramatic and tied up in the fact that like it everything should be like a story you know what i mean they Mm -hmm. want different drafts and that's just crazy yeah so the courts decided that a worse punishment even than that would be that the two girls would be sent to separate prisons on the opposite sides of the country Hmm. you beat your mother to death with a brick and you get time out you get get time out (laughs) yeah (laughs) Um, they each spent five years total in jail. Five years? Five total years. So they no. got out of jail when they were 21 and 22 year old, twenty two years old, respectively. Right. Just just old enough to be a mean drunk. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it's Australia, right? It's New Zealand. New Zealand, that's right. Yep. Yeah. So, they so the break. prisons are like 
200 miles away. Well, that and you can... <laughs> across the country. Across that, the country. That and you can drink at like six. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, right. Never mind. My, my it's fine. They were comment redaction. raised on malt liquor. All right, weren't so... We all. <laughs> weren't we all? <laughs> Uh, so what they did after their time out of jail is actually super different, and I feel like it influences kind of the way that I looked at the case. Um, the movie I watched was called Heavenly Creatures, and it was actually done by Peter Jackson of your Lord of the Rings fame. Yes, Lord of the Rings in uh, New Zealand. In, in, they filmed go. it in New Zealand. Yep. Um, it has a baby Kate Winslet in it. She's like 20 years old, and she's gorgeous. And then the other girl is played by, her name's Melanie Lipinski or something. I don't know why I'm looking at you like you know what I'm talking about. But uh, Also, fun fact, every time you look at me, I can barely hear you. So oh, sorry, Shelby. Keep, I just, keep, I'm trying to keep you in the loop Keep with your eyeballs. filthy eyes off me, Sarah. <laughs> Damn it, Shelby. <laughs> okay, so she's a really great independent actress. She's since done a lot of stuff. She's on that really horrible show with Charlie Sheen for like a couple of seasons. But What's anyway. that show? Um... How I Met Your Mother? Two and a Half Men? Two and a Half Men, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't she's watch on that. TV. She was like his crazy neighbor I on Netflix. that. Netflix. But she's super cute. She's a really great actress. She's played in quite a few movies as well. Yeah, yeah. Like supporting roles. Um, But basically they, they really hit on like the lesbianism that is implied in that movie and with some of the other stuff that went on in their letters. There are a lot of people that don't think that they were actually lesbians, that it was just like a really intense friendship. But... I mean, if yeah, you're bathing really together... They're bathing, yeah, they're bathing You know, it's the 50s, who knows? Who knows? There were other journal entries that I didn't really touch on, because they've since, I mean, people just don't know what to think about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, let's see here. Now, Juliet, right after she got out of jail, she moved in with her mother in England. She had a stepfather, and she took his last name. She changed her name to Anne Perry. Uh, continued to grow in England, had a brief stint in the U.S. where she became a Mormon for a little while. Um, and then she moved back, you know, just became a Mormon. Yeah, like you casually. do. Moved back to England. I don't think she's a Mormon anymore. So when she moved back to England, she decided that she was going to write some murder mysteries. Or write a book of some kind. Her stepfather suggested writing a murder mystery because she has experience with, you know, Murdering. murder people yeah seems right was his stepfather around whenever this all happened no yeah he was probably, not. probably needed to quit <laughs> don't encourage let, let's her. not do this yeah can we not how do you get a job on application i promise i didn't murder my mother i promise well i don't think she really had to have her job because her parents were so well off and if she's writing like her first manuscript received kind of tempted reviews and she didn't get it published but like her career took off pretty quickly I mean, she has two well-known book series. Um, one is the Thomas Pitt series, which I told my mom about. And she was like, I love it. It's so great. And then the other one is, um, that's how my mom talks, by the way. There's a lot of hand gestures. I love it. It's so I love great. It. It's so great. I've met your mother, and she does not sound like She that. sounds just like me. It's fine. <laughs> um, and the other one is a William Monk series, which I got really excited about, because at first I thought it was like the Monk TV show. Not the case, as it turns out. But she's written like 60-some-odd books and is making bank off of it. Um, she also had a documentary made about her, I think, in 2006 or 2009. Something with a, that shape number. <laughs> Facts aren't important. Right? Facts aren't important. <laughs> right. Don't take notes. This isn't a history class. It's fine. Um, but it was like 
inside Anne Perry and it's about her background and how all of so she's making money off of the fact that she helped kill this woman um she also claimed that she only did it because she thought Pauline would kill herself if she didn't um she's also said before that she thinks that the drugs that she took for her tuberculosis may have been psychotics Hmm. and made it so that she wasn't in control of what she was doing um, there's just not a lot of responsibility for what she did. Like, she says that she cried for the first three months that she was in jail, but they have letters that she wrote to her mom and to her mom's best friend, just talking about how great it was that she was in jail and how much French literature she was having a chance to read and that she was practicing mm. her opera every day and just She just had a vacation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just don't see any th- remorse from what right. I read. So Psychotics. A little crazy. Yeah. A little cray cray. Um, but before we get too far away from the lesbian thing, and I know that. <laughs> um, Gotta go Shelby. back to the lesbian I, part. I seem to recall something that you brought up at one point about the about the temple and them imagining how the different celebrities so, got it on. Yeah. Oh. In Pauline's journal, she actually had an entry, and this is something that they brought up during the trial, um, that they would, together, while they were in bed at night, they would practice how the saints would make love oh so one of them would just lie on top of the other one and pretend to be orson welles and then fall asleep (laughs) a hundred percent yes that's exactly what i think happened but i mean pauline pauline had experience i mean at least some experience she's had boyfriends or stuff and, and things like that before um but i don't know juliet had a pretty sheltered life they attended a girls' school. Like, I'm sure that there was a certain amount that they, you know, knew people could get up to. But I don't know how much they necessarily knew. Um, but it, there was a lot of conversations about bliss, and they knew what sin was now. And it was very just lush and provocative, basically. And very sexy. Very sexy. By the way, we record the words lush and provocative for, their, for our intro in a little while. <laughs> lush and provocative. No, I'm, I'm sorry to have like brought that up way out of sequence but that was no, like it's fine. I've, I've been wondering how gary Busey has sex now <laughs> since you brought that up actually yeah well if it makes um, you feel better i've been thinking about how chris pine has sex for a long time now oh don't make so. me laugh i gotta pee <laughs> i'm sure it's glorious i think it's probably like kind of awkward but charming at the same probably. time probably i mean he is pretty awkward but also pretty charming i feel like we would giggle yeah there would be yeah. laughter be i feel funny. like i don't want to talk about this <laughs> I think it would be great. So I could be we wrong. watched uh, Thor Ragnarok the other day. Yep, I got me to watch too. it for the first time. It was super exciting. I watched it twice. And my husband turned to look at he turned and looked at me while we were sitting on the couch, and he's like, "What do you think it's like being married to Chris Hemsworth?" And I was like, "Probably pretty fucking awesome." Oh, for <laughs> sure. He's like, "Yeah, he's a very yeah, pretty definitely. man." He's like, "Yes." I just had to throw that in there because he would be on my. My list of four oh, saints. Yes, Saint Chris, Saint Chris, yeah. Saint Chris, and Saint Chris not Pratt. Mm. I hate. And there's Chris a pretty Pratt. hot gothic Kate Blanchett in it. Hmm. Oh, you're saying in yeah. Thor there's oh, a hot Kate? Yeah, yeah. I thought it was like, I mean, she could be a saint. I'd be down for that. That's fine. If we're gonna let, Lady let Galadriel, Chris, if we're gonna let Chris Pratt into the club, it has to be him as Andy from. Parks yeah. Like the, like the fat version yeah. from the beginning. Oh yeah. Someone that's kind of she now. Like no, just, no, he, he is. 
He is a little bit of a douche. What if he ends up listening to this podcast and you're talking shit on him? Listen, Chris Pratt, <laughs> if you are listening to this podcast, I want you to know you can call and refute anything that I have to say. But as it stands right now, I'm going to choose Chris Pine over you any day of the week. Any day. Hmm. Also, if Chris Pine's listening, you're welcome. <sighs> I, I just feel like Andy gave me hope for my romantic future. Yeah. Like, you well, know, him, him, and, him and April together. And I'm like, if he can pull that off. I mean, obviously, I'm... You're doing e- okay. I'm equally flabby. I mean, so I figured I could probably... And I play guitar and sing poorly. Like, I'm basically fat Chris Pratt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, according to Chris Pat- Pratt in all of his douchey ways, you just have to stop drinking beer and you'll get super fit. No, thank you. Yeah, I wouldn't want to do that either. He, he went on a crazy diet. I've seen his little videos. I mean... I'm sure you have seen all oh, the videos. all the videos. <laughs> so, Pauline Parker, after she gets out of jail... Um, nice segue. I know. Yeah, Pauline it. Parker... Gotta go back to the story. Um, she moves to Kent to live with her sister. Live Be closer to her sister. What's um, Kent? Kent is a place in England... Yes. In <laughs> England? I feel like you should have said that because I didn't know. I thought yeah, it was like, in where's New Kent? I'm sorry that you guys don't know I'm not where cultured. Kent, England so, is. Am I, am I the one worldly person in this room yeah. right now? Apparently so. What? Okay. Isn't there like a Kent, Ohio or something? She moved That's to Kent, Ohio. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> Moving to America back then, way easier. Oh, yeah. Anyway, um, there she became a headmistress at a special needs children's school. Um, and she also began. Yeah, a how does she get this school. job? Well, so she um, fully joined the Catholic Church while she was in jail. She did apply to be a nun, and she was, I mean, I guess turned away, which is kind of understandable. I feel like you can't do a major sin. No. I don't know what that would be in churchy terms, like a murder sin. or is that a homosexuality? Sin? I don't know. I don't know anything about the Catholics. Yeah. I, you're I, the, I you're do, the most yeah, churchy out of all of Shelby us. Shelby is. Was a Catholic, though, growing up. Laps Catholic. You're yeah. Laps Catholic? Yeah, I didn't renew my membership whenever they asked. So. I'm, the, I'm the least churchy. I don't know anything. So, basically, they were like, ooh, we really like you. We think you want to atone for your sins. Like, that's really what she's been living her whole life doing, is, like, making up for these horrible things that she did and trying to help people. Um, she never publicly talked about her mother's death. She's never, you know, tried to talk to Juliet. Uh, was not a public figure at all. When she retired from the school, she and her sister moved to Scotland. The man that bought her house uh, moved in and found this beautiful mural. And it's weird as fuck, but it's really, really pretty. And it actually tells the story, it looks to anyway, of Pauline and Juliet. Um, when I fir- when we first started talking about doing this podcast, I sent you guys that picture. Yes. Right? Yeah, it was pretty neat. It's really cool looking. And if I would definitely Google it. Get an Instagram set up. Maybe I'll post it on there or something. If not, Google Pauline Parker mural. Um, she's never said one way or the other if it was something she did or if it's a hoax or whatever. But she's never really refuted it either. So I, I think it's really interesting. Say she did it for sure by looking at it because yeah. it like matches what she looked mm-hmm. like and what Juliet did. Yeah. I mean, it's got them in the fourth world and. It shows them in fire, which you could mean, you know, the 
the possibility of them being apart or while she was in the sanitarium or something like that. So I thought in one picture it showed like an X splitting them up. Yeah. Like I mean, in between them. Super, super interesting. Um, the guy that lives in the house actually has them hosted like on a Flickr page, but you can go fli- or flick through, <laughs> click through, and it's it's worth a little bit of a look. So, um, yeah. Is that the end of the story? So, I just, I think overall that Pauline feels really terrible about what she did. I think it says something that her sister, they were like 11 months apart in age, um, so it says something that, like, the sister that was that close to her has forgiven her. They live together, you know, and whereas Anne is just kind of a twat, honestly, I think. Juliet, Anne Perry, whatever. Mm. She's not going to listen to this, so. Is she so. dead? Neither one of them are dead. Oh, goodness. Yep, we're dead. Still alive. We're dead next. Yeah. I don't think so. I don't think so. I would think it'd be hard to get a passport with that kind of criminal record, though. I mean, at, at least not in get Trump's out. America. You're not coming over here. actually what i was gonna bring up i was like (laughs) that that seems like the one place you wouldn't want to go probably i don't think anybody wants to come here well why don't you go to kent ohio yeah that's valid dmu kent ohio is there an actual kent ohio i don't don't know kent states in ohio so i assume the town was called kent it could be named after somebody i'm gonna google it right meow are you doing it please google it before we end this podcast episode, I need please. to know if Keep there talking. is a Kent, Ohio. Um, okay, so we are in the midst right now of trying to get all of our social media up. Look for us there. Um, there is a Kent, Ohio. Excellent. Northeast Ohio. There you go. It's in Northeast Ohio. Shout out to Kent, Ohio. I don't think Pauline Parker actually lived there, though. No. no for sure not. Yeah. Um, so reach out to us there. Uh, please like and subscribe our, to our podcast. Uh, leave a cool review about how hilarious Shelby is. and Just we, him? Yeah, Shelby's the most funny. Okay. Yeah, suck, for sure. Suck it the rest of you. Suck mm. it everybody else. <laughs> yeah. um, oh, sad face. So yeah, we hope that you check us out and enjoy what we're doing. Thanks, guys. Thanks.